What do you think about the uh, abortion ban? I think that's some bullshit. And just like I posted yesterday, and Spider, you already know, no offense, but I said it's just old white southern men wanting some power. You think that's what it is? Man, at the end of the day, like, why does it matter? Why Why does it matter if somebody wants to have a baby or not? That's one of the biggest decisions we have to make as a people. I know, but that's what I'm saying. But it shouldn't matter to other people who don't have to make that decision. And like, you gotta deal, if you have to deal with the consequences, should it matter? What consequences? Of um, unwanted children. What's the consequence? Hoodlums. School shooters. That's what I'm saying. Psychopaths. They have to deal with that. That's what we're dealing with right now. Well, I'm saying if you to let those parents, that mom who knew that that motherfucker was, well, he wasn't going to be shit. I knew. I could feel it in my tummy. He wasn't yeah. going to be shit. Abort. Yeah. Or people who get, or women, not people, but women who get raped. And then they got to bring this baby to term if she gets pregnant. So I'm not trying to white knight the thing or anything. I'm not trying to white knight it either, but that's, I mean, it's. But here's how I actually feel about it. And it's I niggas think, out here poking and busting in girls without really telling those too. But here's the thing though. At this day and age, 2022, yeah. women have the irrevocable right to bring a kid into the world or not. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be 100% women's decision. I think I, I men agree. should have nothing to do with it at all. I'm not white knighting. Because that's a hell of a responsibility. It is. It is. And men leave at an all-time high. Yeah. Men leave. At an all-time high. It is, it's something that has to do with like their connection to emotion. Because they're, yeah. they're much more connected to their emotions than men are. Nigga, they carrying the baby inside of them. My Joke niece, literally, bro, going through this whole process of being pregnant right now, mm-hmm. literally called me. And was like, I don't know about this, but I just realized, like, she learned about it two weeks after, what is it, six weeks they give you? She learned about the abortion law. She No, the abortion law had, she didn't know she was pregnant. She knew about okay. the law, oh, okay. but she didn't know she was pregnant until after she she was pregnant. that cutoff point, which okay. is, I think, six weeks, right? Something like right. that? Right, in Texas, yeah. She didn't know to almost eight weeks, bro. So even when it came, she came to me and talked to me, and she was like, I... She was like, I didn't I don't want to do it. Yeah. She was like, but it's crazy to think that I can't do it. And thank God that she has a great husband because she was like the whole time he was like, yo, keep it. We good. I want you. I want it. Let's do it. Just you know supportive. what I'm saying? Yeah. But that doesn't happen for every woman. And I won't put anything else out there, but n- all things aren't promised. You know what I'm saying? True. Nothing's promised. So. We shouldn't be making decisions on women's body, period. Yeah, I think women have 100% that responsibility. That's one of the few things in in this world that women are 100% in charge of. Who gets here? Who gets here, bro? You were in charge of who gets here. Now, when they get here, men are in charge. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. Okay, man, I'm in the studio with my homie over to OT from Houston. What's good with you, fam? What's happening? What's happening? We still in the building. Uh, we got Spider on the ones and twos, as always. We appreciate you, bro. Again, coming out on Saturday. I know we was a little late today, but um, I feel good, man. I haven't I smoked great. in my car, and I think the last time I smoked in my car was about five years ago at a house party. Yeah, I think the kids call it hot boxing. Yeah, that's why I didn't roll down the window, man, but it's so crazy, yeah, bro. I just that's got why- back. Go ahead. Y'all, y'all stepped in. I was like, it smells like botanicals. Oh, I was there. wondering if you smelled it. 
See, this is the thing, bro. And I always used to have a thing. I was like, man, I don't want to ever walk into a place smelling like it. But sometimes you get to a point where you're like, I know who I am. So whatever. And so do I. My thing was, is that me or you guys? Yeah, right. (laughs) That's a good one. That's very true. That's very true. But uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to get in the studio. Anytime you come into town, thanks for coming into town. For sure. Um, if you if you don't know why he's in town, we're having a plant party tonight at Energy Gardens Terriums in Dallas, Texas, in Deep Ellum. Shout out to Anthony; he's the owner. Uh, we'll be out there tonight having a good time, doing a little planting, learning how to take care of a plant. We wanted to do something that was a little bit more adult like. So you pulled up, and like I said, man, appreciate you buying the ticket. Appreciate you coming out. So. I wanted Absolutely, to bring, man. I wanted to bring you in so you could talk your shit with me. We always talking. We always talking. But now we got an opportunity to take it from the phone call to the studio, man. Just talking about life, too, man. Period. Just, like, as it comes at us, yeah. how we're addressing it, yes. you know, the different phases of it all. And that was perfect segue. You, you said while we're addressing it, speaking of dress, you are dressed to the nines oh, today. You think so? Yeah. It's suit Saturday. You're in here. Did you, uh, did you notice I gave you the most proper handshake that I could? You did. Walked through the door. <laughs> you did. People, you know what? You wear a suit and people walk a little taller yeah. when they're around you. They shake your hand from you. are not going to get a bro hug unless they really know yeah. you. <laughs> I haven't when you, worn when a you suit. you put a suit on, man. I don't know. I don't remember the last time I wore a suit, man. I got the idea from the late great KS. So Kevin Sanders, you wear a tribute. A suit. Okay. And and I was inspired by it because I'm a I'm a remote worker now. I've been yeah. working just in my house, me holding it down, one man army. T shirt and, 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 and basketball shorts. I might not wear the shorts. <laughs> I'm I sometimes I like rocking the Winnie the Pooh. Just hey. Just T shirt. You in there. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but <laughs> I, maybe that's it. Wait, that's the, maybe that's that Jamaican in you. That could be. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, I'm but nah, so I've been in the house <clears throat> like a lot of remote workers. Yeah. Just too much. <laughs> the hard part about working um, remote, when I did, mm-hmm. first of all, you got to have some discipline when it comes to you. You have to have a lot of discipline. You got to have discipline when it comes to you and how much you smoke before work. You got to do a lot of things different. It's like bro. when you are pre-gaming. Yeah. I don't pre-game no more. I can't drink in this manner no more. <laughs> but it used to be a time when I had to pre-drink before I get to the bar yeah. because the drink's expensive. I'm only drinking one now, but... Yeah. When you pre-gaming, you could go way too hard, way too fast when yeah. you're your own bartender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're your own manager, you're just at your house, take a break whenever you want to. Yeah. You know what? Just just, no just watch this whole video. Free flow. As you go along, you know, so you, the discipline part, it, everybody ain't built for that. We nah. got to figure that part out. And you can't make too many excuses because the thing about working from home, bro, is nigga, they, they're going to be like, what off day? Like you get an off day. But it, it has to be validated. Yeah. You can be sick, but nigga, you at home. You can work at a slower pace. It depends on what st- kind of boss you have. That's that what I'm point. saying. They yeah. still expecting something. A lot of people feel like, you know, it's the same rules and my car broke down. That ain't got nothing to do with us. <laughs> still expecting no to be no longer here. an excuse. There's no longer an excuse, You bro. just got to roll out of bed, clothing optional, and start the computer. And keep it moving. So. I'm wearing a suit because you need to put a suit on from time to time. Okay. You need to see how people treat you when you wear a suit versus when you just just out here. I got locks now too. Yeah. This is this is a new development yeah. for me because I didn't most of my life, most of my adult life and childhood, I never had locks. What has it changed you? It changes how the world interacts with me. Is that do you feel like that's a more positive experience or I it's because the way like my vernacular, the way I talk mm. is so 
non-regional proper you know when i'm when i'm trying to put my uh, corporate voice on it's it's you know it's like that yeah so when you see the the contrast that i see people get jarred you know like yeah. i'm in a hotel at an elevator and i got on like sweats yeah. because i'm just going to get a snack and they and people are they don't pay attention as much yeah well they they just go by what their knee jerk is right yeah. so yeah. they see me in an elevator i'm i got on sweats people clutch their purse a little yeah. tighter people stay on their side of the yeah. elevator you know what i mean they, I have a look. I know what I look like, yeah. right? But as soon as I talk, talk yeah. as soon as I talk and I smile, and I, you know, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's but not going to murder yeah. me. <laughs> He's a good boy. It's all right. I hate that. They say, boy, I might murder him. Yeah, so they, for sure. Be careful with that one. No doubt. <laughs> but I, I do get what you're saying. I get it all the time. I don't even wear suits. I don't even own a suit. Get a suit. Nah, man, it ain't really my thing. Why not? I ain't my thing, bro. Why not? I don't know, bro. I'm just... Ain't my thing. I used did to you, wear them all the time. Did you go to, Did you ever like wear suits for church and Easter and all that good stuff? Yeah, and I liked it at a point, but I think that's why I stopped liking it so much mm-hmm. is because I wore I had to wear it all the time growing up. Yeah, if you got to do it all the time, you're not gonna like it. And and not being funny, like I like nice suits. So not being funny, if I'm being honest, the, most of the suits I like right now, I can't afford what I want. I can <laughs> go get something, but and and make it look what it need to be. But it's like I don't like. Doing the this. man make the suit. The suit don't make the man. Very true. But so I just you, you can that. you can get you can get uh, a men's warehouse suit and have it tailored to you for sure. That's what I did when I was doing it before, and it won't be it won't be crazy expensive for sure for sure. Now I'm if not you, saying I can't. I'm just saying like the last time I did a photo shoot and I had on a blazer, it was twenty seven hundred dollars yeah. by itself. I'm not paying. That's an outrageous t- price. The, exactly. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. When I wore it, I was like, yo, and it was just for a set and pictures and stuff. But when I wore it, I was like, yo, this shit's amazing. Let me check out this price tag in my pocket. Come on, paycheck. Blazer. Yeah. <laughs> this so ain't $2,700. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, no. But that's what I'm, but like you said, you can tailor it to look the part. Yeah. But yeah, you know me, man. I'm real cut and dry when it comes to fashion, bro. Give me a t-shirt. Give me some shorts. It, Give me a the, cap. Just for the social experiment of seeing how people treat you and just Most observing how the world experiences you, put a suit on. They definitely And do just that run different. your errands with a suit on. As long as you ain't. If, yeah. if it's Houston, <laughs> had an air conditioned pump. Nigga, I'm surprised you walked in this motherfucker with I go from on. air conditioned to air conditioned. This is, I'm in a mission when I'm outside. I don't stay outside yeah. too long. <laughs> when I'm in, Where are we going? Exactly. Directly I need to know right now. And I'm not leaving the lobby until I know. No. Man, one of the things that's changing about me, bro, I was taking a since we've been off the podcast and I'm talking to the listeners with this one as well as taking space from the podcast, bro, has been showing me a lot, dog. Really? Like I'm pivoting. It, it, it's a fight to, if I'm being honest, it's a fight to even know if I want to keep doing it long term. Interesting. Not that I don't like doing it. You know, I have a passion why, for it. Why yes? Why yes what? Keep doing it. Why yes keep doing it? Yeah. Bro, because like being here now, I miss it. But it's like you have to keep working at it. I Like even now, I feel like I'm missing a step. Mm-hmm. People may not know it, but Spider, you know what I'm talking about. It's no, like the, rep- great, it's the repetition, but it's the repetition in your mind, the way the words flow, the way your ideas come to you. Like this is work. You got to exercise. This is like nigga, a nigga shooting a jump shot. If he not working at it, bro. You got to get reps. Public you got to get your reps, bro. You need reps for public. <clears throat> I got you. You need reps for public speaking. Absolutely. You need reps for most anything. Anything, do. bro. And yeah. that's why it comes to, like I tell people all the time, I have a friend, shout out to uh, Kendall Brooks um, in Arizona. I think you're in North Carolina now, but shout out to one of the listeners, man. And she was talking about starting a new podcast and she was just like, hey, can I, you know, can I ask you a few questions and what do I, you know, uh, systems I may need, things I may need. Then yeah. she asked about with, I said, do you have a teammate and somebody you're going to be working with? And she said, yeah. I said, this is the best advice I can give you. Only get people who are as dedicated as you are. There it is. 
it is so important to have. So for you, like every time you come in studio or come in town, you're like, yo, bro, I got some ideas. I got some thoughts. Let's get on wax. You bring something to me. Yeah. So I know when you come in the studio, I'm not going to have to fill the space for you talking because you came here with a purpose. I think dedic- like interested, dedicated. You can be dedicated and not interested in something. You know, I've, I've coached guys that were excellent, you know, at the sport. Yeah. But they hated it. They weren't interested in it. But they were dedicated to it because yeah. there was a there was a means to an end. Yeah. Um, like I have a I'm interested. I, I, you know, I'm kind of a gregarious personality. What I like, does that mean? Like you're uh, you're the life of the party. You like to um, I like to get a rise out of people. OK. Um, I like to you like to cause a lot. You like to do a lot of ballyhooing. I'll, is that what they call it? Is that a text? Man, I'm just trying of? to. I'm just trying to keep throw a word out there to match your word. It's a little. It may be. But. I think that was a swing and a miss. <laughs> We're gonna put it down. Ballyhoo. Right. Urban Dictionary. Uh, um, but not. Nah, um, I love conversations. Yeah. I absolutely love conversations. Yeah. I love watching conversations. Yeah. I love observing them. When podcasts became a thing, I didn't realize how much I would love this genre. Yeah. And um, there was a book I read called Sapiens that talked about why podcasting makes so much sense and why podcasting just is a natural uh, lure for, yeah. for people yeah. because it's conversations yeah. having sitting around a campfire and having a conversation. It's the old school. That's the oldest yeah. way that humans learn to communicate. Yeah. You learn from other people, you get yeah. tricks of the trade in yeah. very specific areas. Like think about what, what a campfire YouTube is. And the thing about it is bro, you also get through conversation. If you know how to have a good conversation, you can paint yourself in a certain way. True. You can paint yourself in a light that other people may not see that. But if you talk to somebody that does not know you, you're painting a picture for this person of who you are. And there's a skill to it. Out of, definitely out a skill. of singing, rapping and talking, I'm way better at talking than, hey. than all of those things. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make it do what it do. Nah, but I, yeah, conversation for me, that's one of the things why I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a passion for it. And like I said, it's people like Kendall and uh, other other listeners who that's talk why, to yes. me and reach out. That's, that's the why. So why no? Why no? Man, I smoked. What you mean? Why no? Like, why, why? Okay, why? I, I'll bring it back. Yeah, bring why, it, why stop doing the reality is or podcasting? Were you talking Man, about stop because doing it's the hard to is. carry people? Were you start? Were you talking about stop doing the reality is or stop podcasting? Broadly? Just all together. All because of for from my experience, it's a love, but it's hard to do by yourself. And it's hard, yes, and okay. it's hard to do when you may when you feel like you're carrying people, when you feel like it's hit or miss. And the dedication, like I, I, I've talked about having a pretty much like a tell all mm-hmm. about what I've been through from podcasting from day one to now. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is I can I feel like I write some wrongs for myself. You know, like there are some meaning. What I mean by that is there are situations that went awry that could have been handled differently. Those people, I feel like may still have did wrong, but I could have handled it different. So I, it's a I'm better a- way to describe that story and tell that story. So it doesn't sound so angry you see what i'm saying yeah but because at the root of everything if i ever am angry or disappointed with somebody it's based on me feeling like i put trust in you and you let me down have you ever heard of uh jocko willink no i have not he's a former marine areas jocko (laughs) willie no he's a former marine and he has a concept um called like like ultimate responsibility Mm -hmm. or like like unreasonable like he's he's an advocate of taking an unreasonable amount of responsibility for for your for whatever happens mm-hmm. to, to that you're involved in yeah right and that it does a couple of things for you but one of the, I think the most uh, important things it does for you is it let, it allows you to let go of all this others like yeah I don't care what anybody else does how anybody else feels about it I'm yeah. gonna make this go as hard as I can go if you want to get on board get on board if exactly. not exactly then that's okay yeah. too 
but I'm not, I'm like, I, I am ultimately in charge of this thing. I own yeah. the ultimate ownership. That's what it's sure. called. Ultimate ownership. Own the thing yeah. for, for its flaws, its, its beauty, its successes, its, 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 fat, its fat losses. But yeah. it was my thing. And that's where and that's where I'm at now. Yeah, that's where I've been at the last two years. That's mm-hmm. why even transitions that are currently happening are easy. Yeah. Like there's no anger. There's there's none of that. But it's like for me, when I look at success, I look at the importance of a team. Like you not being funny. Look at Golden State. They've yeah. had the same three key pieces for all four championships. Mm-hmm. Have they been offered opportunities to leave? Yes. Have they been offered bigger contracts in certain areas? Yes. Has their family possibly gotten tired of some of the shit? Yes, but yeah. they don't give up because yeah. they have entrusted themselves with the team. And this, they've been right there the whole time. Yeah. And I'm not finna bail yeah. Golden State out because they did hire uh, KD to come in for yeah, a season. They, to get they, a chip. I mean, they did, but this is the thing. People, and when you, So this is another way to look at that, though. When you look at it, they had to have a culture for KD to want to choose them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they were the prettiest I mean, he could have He could have went with LeBron or went, he could have went and teamed up. I don't with, think they could have I'm together. not saying, but he could have teamed up with any other superstar. You see what I'm saying? He could have went anywhere else, just like he's done. He did, he tried that. Yeah. So so I think what he's learned is you can't just insert Durantula and you have a championship. The Golden State Warriors had something special. The Brooklyn Nets do did not. not. The the combination of Harden, um, Kyrie, and 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 yeah. KD KD wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And bring the, and and to keep the point at team is you can you got to be where people know their roles, bro. You must. Know your roles. You may be a better shooter. You may be a better passer. You may be a better rebounder. But you got to know your role. Yeah. And I think in when it comes to team, just like in real life and just like in sports, people want a bigger spotlight than they have. And so I feel like, but I feel like if 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 we can learn, if people can learn to work as a team on anything, bro, it's a progression. I talk about it all the time, even as America. If we were black, white. Asian, Mexican, whatever else, and you become a fist, bro. We could beat any other country. We could do whatever we want to do, but we can't even come together here, bro. For for reasons. I know it's for reasons, but what I'm saying is at the end of the day, it's all about com- like communication, togetherness, team, and a lack of selfishness, bro. And that's I think that's something we all fight. I think the fight, the real fight, we should try to do all those things at an individual level. Like for sure. trying to get black, white, Asian, Chinese to, to get together. No, no I get. I, I mean, I, the aliens gonna have to show a, up for that. Yeah, that's what you I'm saying. It's a what, like nigga e. tragedy to come I, bro, that's, to Earth and be like, y'all need to chill. Look, it, the first topic on this motherfucker is tragedy brings people together. I just didn't know if it fit into this shit. Yeah, but it's so true, bro. Absolutely. In war, in war, World War One, World yeah. War Two, this stuff is well documented. You had Italians fighting alongside blacks, whites, Germans fighting alongside. I mean, German Americans fighting yeah. alongside blacks. Yeah. And when you in a foxhole together. There, there, there are no atheists in a foxhole, mm-hmm. and motherfuckers gonna get along yep. in that foxhole. That's what team is about. But the tragedy forced that on you. Yeah. So we can be whipped into shape, yeah. but it's, we have to have something big. Like, something big to happen. Yeah, it's a meteor coming or something. Well, that's the only way we're gonna get the black white. So on an individual level, that's where I think that's what that's what the best fruit is right there. Like that's that's what you want to reach for. That's what you want to try yeah. to grab. So on an individual level, can we not be selfish? And when I say individual, I'm talking relationships. Can one man and one woman get along? Yeah. Can we not be selfish? Because all the rest of the team grows from that. Well, you got to have. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, some a part of selfishness is needed from time to time, taking time to self, taking care of self. But I still think it's a way to, to manage all of that, bro. Yeah. That's me personally. It's a topic you uh, you brought up. It's not on the podcast, but 
on the notes today, but you brought it up and I wanted to talk about it. We were just chatting this morning and having coffee and, and you talked about dating ethically. You are dating ethically now. Ethical dater. Ethical, yeah. ethically dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, I want to talk about that because it's important. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say it's important is it's kind of like I've always kind of led with the conversation with women. If I have sex with you, I, I try to make sure I'm giving you agency over your body. Yes. I let you know where I stand. I let you know my intent. You know what I'm saying? Because I mm-hmm. feel like you kind of take the agency away from a woman if you come with an angle. You know what I'm saying? If you lie. If you lie. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. So be, there's a big difference between lying and manipulating. Yes. And that's going to rub people the wrong way. I, I don't care. They, but there is yeah. a difference between lying and manipulating. Because I'm good at talking. Yeah. Because I know how, I understand how to have a conversation. I understand some basic you know, psychology things about just people. Human nature, bro. Then I'm going to approach you in a yeah. certain way if I have a certain end goal in yeah. mind. But I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> and see, with this smile, I'm telling you, I know women right now. It's like they can listen they can to They're going to be mad shit. at that. That's what I'm saying, bro. But I'm going to be ethical. like, look, uh, yeah. okay, okay, women. At, at the bottom, at the end of the day, the bottom line, what you need to remember <laughs> is niggas want to fuck. Your suit on too, talking like you this. need to remember that. <laughs> niggas want to fuck. Just, I don't care yeah. what, well, how they, how nice they were when they came to help you with your groceries. Bro, I said the same thing. Whatever. Chris Rock said the shit. Like, every advance from a man is, would you like some dick? Yeah. Can I help you with your groceries? Would you like some dick? He bought you, know? you a book. Would you like some dick? I mean, it's the same thing. He got you flowers. Do you like that, Mastro's? Yeah. How about some dick? You want me to pump your gas? Dick's involved. I'm just saying, bro. That's, that's going to be, just hey. know that that informs everything that comes out of that man's mouth. Yeah. He would like to fuck you. So what makes you ethical now with dating? I'm honest. Do you, do you, so you're honest, but do you still come with those angles? Depending upon the woman you're approaching, I'm guessing. Okay, so I think it's all a part of charm. Like, in order for me to get you to laugh, I got to surprise you. Yes. Right? So I got to set you up for the yeah. surprise. You're not mad when the end goal is, ha, 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 I get some, I get some yuck yucks <laughs> out of it. Right? You're not mad at that. You're, you're mad, I guess, when you don't get what you want yes. back. So if I get what I want, which is that pussy. Yeah. And you don't get what you want from me. Which, which is a consistent man, probably. Well. A partner. So so I've, I've had some people keep it real with me. I have a, a shout out to my barber. Uh, my barber keeps it 100 with me. She's a, she's a woman. Yeah. She's a, and she'll, she'll tell me 100% what women won't, won't tell me yeah. most of the time, right? And she told me, here's, here's, your, here's your problem. You give off daddy vibes. You give off daddy vibes. So, like, you could be as cool as you want to be. And then when a woman gets to know you. She's going to say, oh, this is somebody's daddy. This is my kid's daddy. Yeah. That's all. That's the only job I have for you. Daddy vibes. You're going to be that and that's it. So like daddy vibes as in like have a baby with you. I'm a family man. Okay. Gotcha. And I don't have any kids. Okay. So people are like, oh, I fit right. Women are like, oh, I fit right here. Right here. This this guy gives daddy vibes. I don't give, you know, fuck boy vibes where you could just smash and then call him up and smash again. Even if it's like equivalent. Like I, I stroke it the same way that, you know. Yeah. That Tyrone from down the street strokes it, Daddy but I actually can have something to offer, so they don't want to go nowhere. Well, maybe that's what your barber thinks of you. Because I mean, it's kind of hard to speak for everyone. That maybe it that's, is, it, it, but but what she told me may it matched up with my experience. Yeah, yeah, and then from what I know, yes, I can see, I can see that. Because because the more you know, the more you're like, oh, I'm staying here. Yeah. Well, for me, the vibe is that nigga don't need nobody. That's what you get? I hear it all the time. That's this nigga is self-sufficient. And then it's also from people listening to the podcast, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I've never tried to address how people feel about me um, from the podcast, especially women, because 
I'm definitely misunderstood. But the thing about it is once I speak to people like tonight, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to meet a few people that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. I know a few girls are going to be there that I haven't met that are like, yo, I'm come, cool, pull up. I'm going to be totally different. This this is my life. And this is I'm telling the truth when I'm on this motherfucker. But this is not just who I am, bro. This is one part. Yeah. One and, small <clears throat> portion, bro. Also, this is entertaining. It is entertaining. We say salacious things because nobody wants to hear a boring ass conversation. No. We want to hear some shit. You got to be animated. It's my story, but this is also how I tell my stories off the podcast. Like, let that be known. <laughs> I am the same way. But it's like, this is only a small part of me. And I hear slander sometimes. And I've heard people say whatever they got to say about how I may feel about women. And it's like, well, ask somebody that I actually slept with. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. So to answer your question, ethical dating is honesty. It's not brutal honesty. Mm-hmm. It's not um, oversharing. Yeah. It's honesty. I'm going to ask you the questions that you, I'm going to answer the questions you ask. Yeah. And I'm going to be reasonable with my answers. I'm not, I'm not going to give you the detail that I wouldn't want. Yeah. Like I'm going to give you the pertinent details of what you're asking. So this is ethical dating for me. I got a homegirl and if she listens to this, she'll probably be like, I know who he's talking about. <laughs> And we don't talk all the time, man. Um, Very cool chick. And over the years, bro, I've been knowing her for years, and over the years, just talking to her, keeping we always cool. And she's like, oh, you know, we ought to hang out. I'm like, nah. She's like, you don't never want to hang out. And and some other women is probably going to hear this and think the same thing. So you're not talking to nobody specifically. Exactly. (laughs) No names need to be said. But she was like, you always say you want to hang out or you're going to hang out, but you don't. And she was like, I want to hang out with you. And I'm like, I'm not in a position to date. What? And I like, you know, you're a cool person. This is the thing, bro. Ain't much hanging out with me with a homegirl. If I'm hanging out with you personally on a personal level, it's something involved. And like I told her, I said, I can't hang out with you like that because I'm going to want something. And she was like, well, you know, you could have you could it. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm un- and, and this is what ethical dating so will get you, bro. Y'all it will get you these situations where everything that you playing games for will be right at your feet if you just be like, yo, I vibe with you. I like you. You're beautiful. I ain't ready for what you may be ready for. And then you find out what that woman's ready for when you say, how you know I ain't ready for what? What you know? What am I ready for? Well, what you ready? Uh, this is how I feel about you. They're ready for different things with different men. Exactly, nigga. We ready for different things Bro, that's things the name of the podcast, women. bro. <laughs> they ready for different. Say that again. You ready for different things with different men. Man, come on, man. But we're ready for different things with different women. Because, okay, so look at the way that. Men get mates in the way that women get mates. Think of it as dudes have a 50 cal and they just letting the drum ring. Pap, 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 yeah. pap, 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 they shoot. What they hit and whatever they hit. Keep low, keep firing. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, women is more of a sniper. She's, she's, she got all her targets lined up. And when she get the one she wants, she's going to go just for that one. Mm-hmm. And if, if that one don't work, she's going to go just for that mm-hmm. one. But, you know, she's going to have her targets lined up. Yeah. Niggas just keep shooting. Yeah. So it, like we, you said, a tummy gun. Yeah. So dudes have to like whittle their women down to the one that they want. Bro, that is, yes. To whereas women weed through the offers and pick the one that they want. And they don't even understand why we're weeding through from 10 to 8 to 7. You don't understand if you're around that long, you are in the process. You're in the process. You're on your way to the Oracle. I but am you, you can't, taking you to see the wizard. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be that. So that's, that's oversharing, I think. Yeah. They don't want to know. They don't want to know, like, what number they are no. or like how many others and when and yeah. frequency and they don't want to know the details, yeah. but I'm honest the fact about the fact that I'm, <laughs> I'm not committed sexually <laughs> to one woman. <laughs> yeah, bro. A lot of women step. 
Man, a lot, a lot of you know, a lot of internet people cap about like, oh, you can just be honest with a woman and tell her exactly what. No, you cannot. You cannot. If, and the thing about goal, it is, you know the ones you can. Bro. Here's the thing: if your goal is to just to fuck, yeah, and and by, against all odds, I'm fucking. I don't care what happens, yeah. I'm fucking. You'll lie to get some pussy, niggas. Have done, I've done it. I was a nigga at one time. I'm still a nigga. I don't think I've ever lied to get pussy, I but I have girl. used that hard curve. Hard curve. What you mean? Like you said, that approach. It's a curve in that bitch. Like. I know what I want. I'm just, I got a game plan. Okay, okay, So okay. it's like, like you said, I'm not lying, but I'm coming the long way. Okay. You know, some niggas come straight through, like whether they saying it, some, even if a nigga not saying, yo, baby, this is all I want is some pussy. Their language make and you, their actions. By the long way, you mean I'm going to make you laugh a little bit? Yeah. I'm going to personality I'm, on you? Like somebody may be listening to this right now saying that nigga's dangerous. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, you know when you <laughs> throw a curveball, that bitch go out of sight and come back in line? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's you. Sometimes you stick around for a while. Next thing you know, you next in line, nigga. Damn. I'm just saying. Cold world. It's a long way. So for me, my mom taught me this, bro. My, and I've told this story, I think, before. She always used to tell me, she's like, you may not want to look at yourself as a player. She's like, but if you're positioning yourself in women's lives and these women like you and you're having a good time with these women and you know that you have no, you know that you're a good man and you know you have no intent of settling down with these women. If you know you have no intent of settling down. Yeah. And you're just having a good time with these women. You Like, not being funny. It's no, like, no, 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 no. If you, if you know you have no intent of settling down. First of all, not at this age. Let's, let me be clear. This is like circa 2010. Like, I want okay. people to know. In your 20s. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah, down. it's fool's gold. Yeah. But she would just always tell me, like, still, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you, it was all about being honest to the woman. She's like, even if you're not running game on them, if you're finessing them to get something you want, I mean, you're doing the same thing. Because basically, I would be able to get what I want from a girl and still be cool with them. And it's like, they hated that we didn't end up together, but it's like, they still cool with me. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll be honest enough to give them a way out. Like, if, if you don't, if you don't want to do, yeah, you don't have to do anything. No, for sure. That's why I say, at this age, definitely at this age, we shouldn't be finessing women at all. I mean, unless you're finessing them in the proper way. Like finessing. What's them. finessing? What's finessing? I'm talking about finessing like, d- like we just said, doing something to get what we want with no intent of being Okay, with when this I person. think doing something to get what I want, I think like be charming, be funny, you know, um, yeah. like make her in- endear herself to me. But don't do that to women that you don't want is what I'm saying. I want her. Okay, well, that's different. But what I'm saying is I think men are guilty of finessing women and treating them like we want them smashing and then not even being around or treating them like anything after that. That's what, the what I won't do about. any, what I won't do now that I did do in the past yeah. is just have girls that I would just smash. That was all I wanted from you was yeah. to smash. I really don't like talking to you. I yeah. just want to smash. I just want to smash. Like if, if it's just smashing yeah. with you, I, yeah. you can't get none of my time. It's, I'm sorry. That's me this time. Got to silence all phones. And normally and hey, it's bonus season. <laughs> <laughs> That's my excuse. Man, yeah, that's my guy too, but I have to hit him. I won't do that. I won't just keep a girl in it just because I want to smash. Yeah. But you know what? Them the hardest ones to let go, though. You know when you got that one piece of pussy and it's really good, bro. She's good to you. You have a great time, but you still ain't ready to settle down. But they want more and you just you ride your time out until she hits you with that. Hey, man, I don't think this is going to work no more. They want more than just smashing. And you want to keep you don't doing own this nobody. shit. But because you respect her, you let her go. You don't let her go. You don't own nobody. That's what I'm saying. But you, I'm meaning you let her go like you have to stop calling. Don't reach out to her and all of that. You got to let her be on her own, bro. You have to stop calling? Meaning, nigga, if a woman, from my experiences, if a woman is tied up in you, 
and she wants something serious and you don't want that, I think you got to get that situation some space, bro. I think you got to be honest about it. Yeah, but you got to give it some space for a woman, I would feel. And sometimes for a man, bro. You, if you, you want something and, you, and you're not ready to let that shit go, but are you still hanging out and lingering? No, nah, that ain't going to help the situation, bro. If you want something and you don't want to let it go, but you're still hanging around, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I say you have to let it go. At least for a period of time to where both of y'all on some kind of common ground to deal with the shit. Okay. All right. I don't think so. I, I think you got to let her make her In choice. In my situation. Just like abortion. Yeah, you, you got to let, let her, her make, a choice, make her choice. Now, some choices got to be made, though, bro. It's just like being in a relationship with somebody and it's not going well and you're complaining. Prime example, we got a home. I got, we got a group, bro. We got a group. Shout out to my guys, man. We got a group when we were talking in the group the other day. It's one guy. His girl don't cook. Okay. And he was like, yo, man, she don't cook. I'm going to have to have a cut. He's like, I done had a conversations with her. I'm trying to, I want a home cooked meal. I need this to happen. This is what I want in my relationship. We all in the group like, have you told her that? Yes, I've told her that. Has she cooked? No, not no beanie weenie. <laughs> not no lasagna. He can't get no, can't, can't. He can't get nothing. He was a like, I can cook. meal, nothing? Nothing. So this is what I said. I said, if she ain't doing what you need, let her go. I think you got to. Let her I go. Mean, you, you were honest enough to tell her, this is what I want. And it's, it's not a hard thing to do. But like, this is the thing. I said, if, if she must got something if you still there and she not cooking and it's making you this mad, bro. Yeah. Something's keeping you around. So it, is, it not, is it not time to compromise? That man needs to sober up. Something's keeping you around. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That man needs to sober so up. Because and whatever you, that is, is it big enough or better or good enough to keep you around if she never cooks? Yeah. If you're the, the primary cook in the house. How important enough is it to you? I don't know. Some men cook. Some men cook all the food. My dad. My dad cooks all the food. You know? I've been like that in most of my relationships. You do all the cooking. Most of the time. 85% of the time. That's why I don't really complain. So was this dude that you're talking about in the group, was he getting 15%? So 85% he ain't getting of, nothing. Zero percent. He ain't getting nothing. She ain't cooking at like all. Like if I ask my women to cook, when I ask my women to cook. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> we got they that, cook, that God damn it. <laughs> That's the point. But the thing about it is he was like, bro, I ask her and she never does it. That's almost like an intentional, in 2022, it's like an intentional stubbornness right there. It ain't that hard to get on YouTube, learn how to boil some but I did. Noodles. But I did tell him, I said, have you tried to show her? You okay. know what I'm saying? So make he, it make it a thing. You know, like we all in date the group. Night. We cook yeah. together. You know what I'm saying? Smack yeah. on ass. But this is one thing. This is the best advice I can give him. Mm-hmm. When a woman is not good at something, bro, hype them up at it. Like be your hype them up at it like they good at that shit, and they act the fuck up, bro. It's like whispering in the bitch ear when you hitting it from the back. <laughs> they gonna start trying to throw that shit back to you extra. And it's like I'm here. Your time coming soon. Gas them up a little. You bit. gotta gas them up. That's bro. good advice. Gas him up, bro. That's your next option. Like, not being funny, if she's good at giving head and she got a nice ass, like, get in the kitchen, work on some cooking, show her, (laughs) hype up, let her be, yeah, cut them, you know, grate that parsley, baby. Take the larger percentage of what. Take the larger percentage and give her the lower percentage, and then y'all learn how to cook together. That experience should become better to where you want to do that shit again, and maybe the motherfucker, like, damn, we had a great time. He loved that meal. I'm going to do this shit for him. There's ways around it. There's ways around it. Okay. And it's about sage advice. It's wise advice. Because it's an it's the approach, bro. I think if we approach a woman like a dictator on what we think they should be doing mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. nigga, it's the wrong approach, especially with a black woman. You just can't approach them like they owe you this. Why mm-hmm. you ain't cooking? I like and, cooking. I've told you before. Case, should you mm-hmm. get another? Oh, what led you walking on, bro? Other than <laughs> what? You, what? I don't know what led you. About she could on. be mixed or mulatto, 
Or are you are you saying hmm? you a say non, something? A non-black woman? Not in real life. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Would know. you hey. so so would you consider marrying a woman of an of, of other than black race? Yes, I would. I used to not say that, but I've had the conversation recently where if we preach love is love, if we preach whatever. Then it's like I, this is my whole thing, bro. I I do believe love is love. I mm-hmm. know the standards and and the the history and the stereotypes around everything. But I'm at a point in my life for me where it's like, bro, whatever I do, I want to do it with love. I want to make it out of love, bro. What holds you to to black people? Like, what holds you to a black woman? Is it nothing? Do you, that, do you feel like you owe something? Do you feel like you owe it to the to the culture to to your parents? I think men feel like that because that's how we're raised, bro. You know I what I'm saying? Think, I think like depending on your family and yeah. how your family is, like you're like you're almost prepped to be for a black woman. Yeah. But we've talked about it before, bro, where we be like sometimes we don't feel appreciated. Yeah. By black women for the things that other races of women rave about. Yeah. And they, then you'll have somebody mainly black people that'll say well, they weaker or they whatever you can run over them and it's like or they just know their role in the situation and arguing and does arguing doesn't happen. That's why you see so many random dudes, black dudes and not just black guys, Mm -hmm. other races of men with even regular looking white women from regular looking white women to bad ones, because it's just something about how they treat you. And it's not even just white women. It's almost, it's just racist period. Like Mexican women. Yeah. They different. I've dated them. Asian women. We have definitely serving, bro. We have a, a, Black Americans specifically have a toxic culture. We do. And it comes from our roots and our history. And I think it's some stuff that we don't even know is in there. Like you, you, all we do is we're, we're, when we're little kids, all we do is take information in. Yeah. We're information hogs. You yeah. watch everything you say, your mannerisms, yeah. how you do it, yeah. how you act, how you respond. We under, we learn how to interact with the world through yeah. our parents, through yeah. the people that are around us. And we were raised in some just some fucked up shit. We was raising some fuck. This is the for thing, centuries. Bro. I used to be the motherfucking black dude. I never said it, but I would look and I would see a black woman, especially if she was attractive with a white guy. I would be like, man, he can't handle her. But, but in my mind, not now, but in my mind, it ain't none of my fucking business whether right. nigga can or can't. That's just all ego. It, does he love you? Is he looking out for you? Right. Do you feel safe? Girl, do your thing. Do your thing. And the reason I've gotten to that point is not because I date or I have dated outside of my race. It's just because Nigga, you see, like, people are different. Just like I was talking about being in San Francisco, bro. When you're here in Dallas, you get looked at a certain way. White people still, like you say, mm-hmm. may look at you like, oh, is he going to take my purse? From the time I got off my plane in California, nigga, white man cracking jokes, talking about grabbing my ass because he thought it was, I was his wife. The, uh, yeah, what? Crazy shit, bro. A bunch of crazy shit. Uh, motherfucking uh, Japanese. He's in San Francisco. San Francisco. Japanese dude who was a server at the bar, nigga, was gay, had eyebrows like drawn in with some kind of shit. Well, like, it is June. And he, and he was nice. And it's Pride like month. every fucking, I know, but it's like Shout every out. fucking individual I came in touch with, black, white, old, blue, green, it didn't matter, bro. Everybody was kind, nice, traffic was cool. Yeah. What I say, I'll let to say this, bro. 
is sometimes it's your region that you're brought up in and mm-hmm. the culture, like you say, we're brought up in, and we don't realize how it's only a small part of the world oh, yeah. that's even thinking like that, Interracial dating is not a thing in California. Nobody like, gives no, a fuck, Nobody's nigga. tripping in California. And interracial dating ain't just black and white, nigga. It's, it's Asian everything. and everything and go black to, and everything and anything, Pasadena, bro. California. I call That's where all the others are. Yeah. They can't check no box but other. Other, nigga. They just mix with Asian, black, white. Whatever they done threw on the just wall out there. beautiful, beautiful people out there. California has some... The cream of the crop, really. Yeah. LA. And the thing this the thing about it is though, black people are beautiful. Everybody's fucking beautiful. I just don't I'm for me, I'm at a point where it's like, I'm not trying to individualize anything, break anything up, put nobody here superior, inferior, what bro. Well, I think most races date within their race and marry. I shouldn't say date, marry within their within race. Within their race, yeah. And so it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. It's not weird. But why is it a thing for us? Well, because I think there's some, um, at the end of the day, the ugly, the ugly w- way to say it would be, I think there's ownership. Like, our women think they own us. Yeah. Um, I don't think I own black women. And black, I think black women are very, be the first ones to tell you don't own us. You don't own us. Right. That, yeah. From their own goddamn, yeah. Right. So I, I think that, that's probably where some of the, some of the beef is caused. But uh, the culture, I, I, think, I remember a movie, it was like a Bill Bellamy movie way yeah. back in the day. And his, he was out in California, he was talking to his mama. She's from the South. And he was like, yeah, my mom dating an Asian woman. He's like, that ain't nothing but a what, white what, woman. What, what a taco. No, <laughs> no yeah, I know. You talking about uh, white brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm dating a, a Mexican woman. He's talking about that ain't nothing but a white woman with a taco. taco. <laughs> then he was like, he's Asian. And he was said, she had a, a something for every woman he said. That's a, a, that's a white woman don't speak the damn English. The English, yes. <laughs> she didn't give a fuck. It, long if she wasn't black, bro. But that's in a lot of households. Nigga. Like, you got aunties like that. You got mama. Is that not that. pressure, got, though? That's pressure. Is it not pressure because... I've heard a lot of black men tell stories about being in love and learning how to love mm-hmm. from relations outside of what looked like them. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but you can see that, though. Like, I guess. So I've, I've, I've been in different parts of the country for yeah. long periods of time, like three, four years in wildly different parts of the country. Yeah. Right? I grew up in Florida. Florida is a wild place. I didn't even understand how wild Florida was until I left. And yeah. then I heard what the rest of the states was saying about Florida. <laughs> Yeah. Florida man greases himself up and wrestles an alligator. Yeah. The hell y'all doing down yeah. there? Yeah. It's a lot <laughs> um, of shit. So Florida's a wild place. I understand that a little bit better now. I went from Florida to Colorado to South Dakota to LA to uh, Fresno to North Carolina. Like I've lived everywhere. Yeah. Right. So I've, I've seen people of all walks of life, different walks of life. There's a lot of different ways to solve for X. There's a lot yeah. of different ways to live the life that we're living. Yeah. Right. Um, racism was something I had to deal with from Florida to Colorado because everything I knew was black. Yeah. My family, my church, my school, yeah. everybody I knew. Only only white people I knew was like a few teachers and police officers. Yeah. That's the only white people I interacted with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I went out to, to Colorado when it was every, all white, everything. Yeah. Colorado is Whitelandia. There's yeah, nothing but, but white it's nice out there, bro. It is nice. Yeah. It is nice. But it was a culture shock yeah. for, for me coming from, from Florida at that time. So I had to confront um, racism writ large uh, yeah. when I when I got out there and that was like I learned a lot <laughs> I learned a lot about like what I look like to other people um, and, and how that changes depending on my geography yeah you know what I mean nah it definitely changes like I said I feel like a nobody when I'm in California and that's good for me you like you feel like anonymous I just I just blend in nobody cares about who the fuck I am here people watching looking even black people and not being funny even black women like you go to speak to people and they act like they don't see you or they act like you about to try and rap a taste. And it's well, like, bro, I'm good. Where's your ideal place to live? It would be California, nigga. You would pick California? Nigga, I would pick California. Give me enough money nigga, to live Nigga, gas is $10 in California. Did you, 
give me enough money <laughs> okay <laughs> to live there and i'm there that's the only reason i am there i'm not there bro like if i had the money to live there and be comfortable or even live the life i have here there i'd be fucking gone bro like to be somewhere where people just see you for who you are you get to be whatever nobody gives a fuck and opportunity and it's beautiful nigga yeah. Like it's beautiful. It is bro. beautiful. Like I you smoke get, you weed a lot every of, goddamn day I was there. I do have I, legal I, weed out there. And, and not being funny, smoking it and nobody looking at you like, ugh. Like you can still smoke out here. Like when we got out of the car in the parking lot, I was just damn. like, they don't give a damn in they uh, don't. cities where it's legal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it, but even then, it's like, yeah, of course it's that. But it's like some people just have a negative stigma about marijuana, mm-hmm. about cannabis. It's not that nobody's done anything wrong or. Like, you ain't never heard nobody say, hey, man, this nigga got so wasted on cannabis. Like, he, he you know, That's he never emptied happened. his bank account. He yeah. left his family. He was just so high. Right. No. He crashed his car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, none of that shit. But you hear that shit about everything else that other people are actually doing way more than that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Cannabis is the least deadly of all the different things you can get into as a, as a human being in the great United States, man. Yeah. You're talking about the side effects being maybe falling asleep or <laughs> eating too much. Eating too you got fucking much. Yeah. Yeah, bro. But when I'm high, like, come on, man. I'm in a good space. I'm in a real good space, bro. Maybe I think I got high a long time ago. And uh, I remember I just had some crazy thoughts when I was high. Like, I like to think about, like, genetics and, and like, how we got here and what are we I and all this kind of stuff. I do real deep thinking, too. Yeah. So, so do, you, do you know the story of, like, how dogs got domesticated? No. Like, in general? No. What? So, do you know... So think of the the cutest little tiniest little puppy. Yeah. Well, what breed is that? Probably like a Pomeranian. Like a nice maybe? Pomeranian, yeah. a little loud Pomeranian. Yeah. Do you know that started off as a wolf? Oh, no, yes, I do. Okay, so I didn't know this was the story you're going with. Yes. Yeah, I'm going way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were all wolves until they were domesticated. Everything yeah. was a wolf. Yeah. And then people decided to just leave some food out, yeah. and the wolves started eating the food. And the wolves just learned, okay, if we just don't eat these people, they're going to bring us some food every food. time. Okay. If we sit for these people, they'll bring us some more food. Okay, well, shit, if I roll over for this motherfucker, he's going to give me a lot of food. He's going to give me a home. And we slowly <laughs> brought them into our society. They can yeah. smell further. They can, they can hear further. They got sense. They can alert us to danger. Yeah. It was very important when we lived in the woods. Yeah. You know? We live in apartments now. Yeah. We don't need dogs for that. Yeah. We need dogs to make us feel better. Yeah. yeah. We, need, we need dogs on the airplane for emotional support. Yeah. So we have genetically engineered the cutest little, smallest little flappy ears little tail, little tiny little legs, all this kind of stuff. We took this massive wolf yeah. and turned it into an accessory yeah. through genetic engineering. Yeah. Like we said, you're going to fuck this and you're going to fuck that. And then we're going to create this. Yeah. And we're going to keep doing and it. And keep doing it. Yeah. And we don't give a fuck how it, how yeah, it affects yes. you. Yeah. Like a, a bulldog, a British bulldog yeah. started off as a wolf. Yeah. A British bulldog <laughs> can't breathe after five years of living. Literally, bro. Like That's his what... nose and mouth just are not yeah. built to grow nah. continuously like that. Like, they, they, they suffocate. And we're, we're like, the motherfucker ride a skateboard. That shit is so dope. Yeah. Look at him. He can push with two legs yeah. and he just ride that motherfucker. Breathing like he about to die. Wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of them motherfuckers too, but I think that, like the max is five to eight years. Yeah, they don't live long. And we don't give a fuck. We'll get another one. Give me but another you, one. But you, I mean, that's what I'm going to name them Todd number two. But that's the hard part about me with, the, with dogs, bro. Like, I can't just get dogs like that. Like, I had a dog. A dog is too big of a commitment. And I want one. I actually want one now. But Too big of a commitment. But it is, that's the number one reason why I don't have one. And the last one I had, it got stolen. You need a team to to have a dog. Because when I go out of town, that's literally when I was thinking about getting a dog a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my mom. I was like, yo, I said, when I get ready to go out of town, would you keep the dog? And she's like, how big is it? 
No. First question. But she was like, yeah, I'll keep it. But the thing about it is you got to start making arrangements for this motherfucker. You got to get it boarded. You got to get that thing shot. You got to feed it every, every day. All the time. He may decide to get mad if you don't feed it every but day. But the reason I started to get a dog now is because, you know, 40 is on my ass. Yeah. My mindset has changed. So I'm like, you know what? If I wanted a kid, like, hey, let me get don't a dog. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get do a relationship it. first. Boy, don't do yourself like that. Don't do what? Because you get a relationship that you want and then y'all get a dog together. Well, because it, it is the responsibility of having a kid. You don't want to be a single dog dad. No, I do know that, but I ain't. I mean, I can't be thinking like that, man. Put I don't even know if I'm going to live man. with anybody, man. Put that is putting the, the cart before the horse for me. Yeah. It's getting a dog. You talking about living with to liking somebody and then so having a, a baby. If a dog, I want a dog test first. A dog, <laughs> so get a person and then get a dog. Don't get a dog, then get a person. No, nah, I think I got to go the other way. You going to go dog first? Yeah, bro. Like I, I, nigga, I've had people. I've had persons. Yeah, right. But the thing about it is I'm not going to, I'm not ready to move in with nobody. Okay. So I want a dog now. But you're ready to have a child. I didn't say I was ready. I said I've had the thought now. I'm, I'm entertaining it a now. A dog is like responsibility-wise like a child. Yeah. And that's why I need it. You need it? I, I, need to see, I need to go through this process, bro, for me. I need something responsible. I be responsible for something else. Outside of myself, man, I'm about to be 40 and I've never been responsible for friend, nothing, bro. My solemn advice is get a woman first and then get a dog together. I'm already good in that department, but I would rather go with a dog. All right, all right. I mean, like, com- but you, commit to but, a woman. But check this you out, Spider. I'm, I got another point. This is how persuasive. Like, think about it. some people will fold and be like, "Yeah, man, you know what? I need to go ahead and give me a woman to get something else first. <laughs> no, nigga, I'm getting the dog first. This is why we can be friends. <laughs> the people who I can't push like this, yeah, are like I hate talking to this nigga, man. Because they just go with it. Yeah, nah, bro, I'm gonna push back. That's fine. I like that. I like that. I appreciate that. Cause, cause I was I'm, feeling pressure, Spider. I'm hard to move myself. I know you are, nigga. I'm That's why I was move. like, nah, nigga, I want the dog. <laughs> the, suit, <laughs> the suit makes it just that much worse. It makes it, yeah. Yes, sir, nigga, I want the dog. Now listen, Anthony. <laughs> right, for sure. <laughs> nah, but peer pressure, like, people don't realize it, bro, but adult peer pressure happens every fucking day. Yeah. Take another drink. Oh, I only want one before I go home. All Just get one more drink. No, I only wanted one before I'm going home. I, yeah. I ain't really drink. Man, and then you drink it. And you get another one. These are the worst. The people who say get another drink and pushing you to get another drink and then you pay for why your drink. Have you ever heard Don't of, push me for shit unless you're paying for it. Have you ever heard of an Irish goodbye? No. Spider, have you heard of an Irish goodbye? Gregarious, an Irish goodbye, and Walla Willa, whatever he said. We ain't going with that made up word. So an Irish goodbye... That's just that's my that's my go to. My, my friends oh, yeah. pushing drinks on me and shit like the Irish goodbye. You don't say bye to nobody. You just get up and walk out. Just walk out. <laughs> if I get too drunk, I do the same thing. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I don't. I I'm off go. on an adventure now. Yeah. <laughs> nah, bro. Disconnect from this party. I'll see y'all later. But peer pressure, yeah, nah. Bro. So where I was going with that uh, genetically engineered yeah. dog. So would you would you agree that dogs have been genetically engineered to meet yeah, our needs for sure? In essence, and I'm not trying to be religious with this or anything. But on like orders of magnitude, mm-hmm. we're orders of magnitude higher than dogs. We could say that we're kind of gods to dogs. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And the needs that they meet for us are like currently they're entertainment. Yeah. They make us feel good. Yeah. Look at them roll over. That's yeah. hilarious. He riding that skateboard. You can, you can teach dog to surf. Yeah. They're actually doing some real jobs. So they sniffing for bombs. Oh, yeah. Like for they, sure. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Uh, they're going to find kids. Like they're going to find bad guys. They got all kinds of. And they just paying them in snacks. Important utility. And that's all they pay them for. Right? So what if our gods, whatever is the magnitude of, of order above us, did the same sort of engineering with us? And I told you, I, it made me think of the wrath of the Titans. 
Yeah. When uh, I forgot the his movie, name. the yeah. movie, The Wrath of the Titans, yeah. when they had the Kraken and yeah. they had uh, the and dude, they, they had the shiny armor on right. when it was in heaven and, or yeah. whatever. And, yeah. And and they had Zeus and all of them, and it was the kid of Zeus mm-hmm. who was like a, a man, um, like a god on earth. But the reason they brought the Kraken Perseus. out is because, yeah, Perseus, that's his yeah, name. Yeah. So the reason they brought the Kraken out is because they felt like the people didn't appreciate them yeah. or love them or pray to them enough. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what do we do when a dog don't listen? We need to train this mother. Send Got him to, to. training. Send him somewhere. Because he need to do what I tell him to do. Every time. So sometimes when, when I watch that movie, The Wrath of the Titans, for the first time, I say, why? That's a logical way of thinking that we are being punished by guys sometimes because we have gotten so far away from whatever the original teaching was. Right. The Kraken yeah. for, for humans and that thing yeah. was like Caesar Milan. Exactly. The that yeah. guy that, yeah. you know, they used to stab mm-hmm. them dogs. Yeah. Dog won't listen to me. Yeah. That little nigga to sit down. <laughs> but I, I said I, stop jumping. Yeah. But I, but I do I agree said, with keep that. keep praying, Kraken. But not being funny, I also feel like people do that now. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Like, in a, in a way of like we have our own individual way of like like we idolize ourselves or like God like to where we expect people to do things a certain way there is certainly, and if they don't do it there is certainly some, some more than enough evidence to say this whole king and queen thing we need to get off of that what you mean like I'm a king I'm a queen all this kind of stuff like be humbler about it yeah. and like go and pr- proceed through life and, and make things happen like you it's like you can't call yourself a boss you can't call yourself a leader somebody I else self proclaim somebody else has to call you a boss somebody else has to call you True. a leader that's a fact I just said the other day I said you've never met a nigga in the street with a, a, a nickname or a street name that he gave himself right somebody named Pookie Pookie you know what I'm saying <laughs> My nickname was A-Ray. Somebody named me that. Like, you know what I'm saying? LeBron was the chosen one. He didn't just say I'm the chosen one and take on all that pressure. Yeah. Sports Illustrated, ESPN said that shit. And when he started they call it like thing, they see it. That's he put he, it on his back. People, the people will tell you what you are. Yeah. And it's, you know, people will say, I don't, I don't give a fuck what people think. You Nigga, should. Yeah, you do. If you don't, and we you all should. do to a capacity. Yeah. Or to a small, like, I always say I don't care. I don't care in a way and to the... To the extent of I don't let them affect how I move. That's okay. Yeah. But you do care what people say. It's information. It's data to take in. You need to understand how people see you. And how they perceive you. Yes. It's important for how you're going to proceed through life. Like you need to, you need to know when I'm in, you know, Southern Alabama and I run out of, and don't run out of gas in Southern Alabama. I'm basically trying to tell you, like you need to know where you at. You need to know your surroundings. You know your audience at all times. It's important. One thing I did and being self-aware in a moment I learned was I had a conversation with my manager not too long ago. Now he was out of he was out of line, and some things. But I know I'm very brash, mm-hmm. and he's allowed me freeway, and I'll say allowed, and he's allowed me a lane to be able to speak freely and candidly, and, and out of him. And we both spoke candidly to each other. But I guess being raised as a black man, you know, we get scolded on, talked about all of that shit, so we know how to take harsh talking. But he couldn't take mine. And, yeah. you know, he hit me back and he let me know that I hurt his feelings. And I was like, you know, I apologize. So, but listen, I said I did apologize because I did go too far. And I knew because you've even told we've even talked about this before, about how I speak, who you're speaking to and how it can pigeonhole you, if you if you will. You know well, what I'm how, saying? How can it pigeonhole you? Explain it. I mean, just meaning that people think you're an aggressive person or a person who can't be you know, spoken to in an intellectual way or a person who can't be critiqued, people are going to be standoffish about you. Sure, okay. If nobody yeah. can tell you about yourself, 
If nobody, if you don't ever say, yo, I was wrong about that. If you're not a, a I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm sorry person or an apologetic person yeah. when you're wrong. Yeah. Don't nobody want to be on that shit. Accountability take right. goes a long way. So for me, when I had the conversation with him, when he told me that, like I told him, I said, hey, that's why I didn't answer your call earlier. But I'm in a space where I can talk to you like I have some sense now, vice versa. And we actually talked our way through that. And like, I apologize. And like, he was like, you never apologize. I said, that's how you know I mean it. I am a person who doesn't say I'm sorry unless I'm truly sorry. But didn't he ask for a candid conversation? Huh? You said he, at, at the beginning, you said he asked for a candid no, conversation. No, he didn't ask. I said he al- we allow each other to speak candidly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. there was no preface. No, there like, was no preface. It was just like, he out. did this and I said that. Okay. And then it was like, he, like he accepted what he did. It was just, I didn't have to stonewall him as hard as I did. I never, I would never recommend giving anybody at work 100% realness ever say it again I would never recommend giving anybody at work 100% oh realness no I, I mean I haven't but we have we speak candid to we yeah I'm in a, I'm, my workplace you can't you can't the, if most, talk, co- most corporate workplaces I don't think you you can be 100% yourself and uh, survive there there's no need to code switch where I'm at I pr- from senior VP don't it's nobody code switching bro doesn't have to happen huh no and I that's one of the reasons why this is the longest job I've ever been at and the number one reason, minus the pay, is that they literally allowed me to be who I am. When they hired me, bro, like I had, you know, my longer hair and they knew I had tattoos. Mm-hmm. They knew whatever. And they literally asked me. They didn't ask me about none of this stuff, bro. Nothing about my hair or nothing. They all they said was they was like, we're fine with your hair. We're fine with tattoos. It was like, as long as you work, do your job, show up, you're accountable. Do you yeah, do you six th- years in? Do you think if you would have code switched and not? kept it real with them, but only showed them who you wanted them to see that you would be further than where you are now with them. Nah, cause where I'm at right now doesn't have anything to do with is I work remotely and it's no positions here. Mm-hmm. That's the slow part of my growth. Now this is the thing at work. I'm an amazing worker yeah. and I'm, and, and you know me as a person, like they see the person who I am like in a professional manner. Like yeah. I'm not fuck shit bitching at work. I ain't nigga this, nigga that. And, you know, like, I'm currently now training a woman and she feels a white woman and she's comfortable as hell. But, like, when she That's met... Good. But, like, when I was talking to her, she was it like... used to be I, dangerous if yeah, they were uncomfortable. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, she literally even, like, she sees how sometimes how people treat me or other managers treat me and she'd be like, but you know more than them. And I'm like, I, I'm used to this, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to this, but it's like... What, what does she... How do they treat you? Oh, they don't want to listen to me. I mean, they have to, nigga, because, I, I mean, I know what I'm doing and I'm I'm running whatever I'm running at the yeah. time. But it's like they just, white men in positions of power, if you're equally there as far as titles or whatever, they don't want, they don't like to listen. They want to be the one that's giving the advice or giving the demand or saying this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And the thing about me is if you're wrong, you will know you're wrong. And most people don't like being told. You're not saying like most, you're wrong, but yeah. I'll let you know this is the problem. Most to bosses do don't want to be told they're wrong. Yeah, but you ain't about to lead me down the wrong way. No, you got to be better than your boss. Offer a solution. And like, that's how I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I do. That's why I say I, I do know how to play the game. It's a game. I'm it's not, a game. I know how to play the game, yeah. but, the, but this is the thing. I will play the game of a career, but I won't play a game with my personality and who I am and my ethics. That's part of the game. But I'm not playing that game, bro. I'm always be true to myself, but this is the thing. If we say we're a layer. That's like saying I have these tools in my tool belt, but I'm not going to use them. Everyone else is using those tools. Yeah, but it's still a way you use them. Some people are using them to where it's like you discredit yourself. Do you want to pigeonhole yourself and be looking like a house nigga too? Because some people do that shit. So what I'm saying is I do my job and I know how to be professional, but I don't have to code switch. 
I think who I am is sufficient in whatever room I walk in and I know how to talk. Yeah. All I do is stop cussing when I walk into a room, bro. Yeah. At work. I don't change how I deliver my message or what I'm talking about. Code switching has gone through so many iterations, man. I was reading this book. uh, I just finished it. It's called Mm -hmm. The Warmth of Other Sons. It's by uh, Isabella Wilkerson. Mm -hmm. And it's about the Great Migration. And the Great Migration wasn't anything that's planned. And when I say Great Migration, I'm talking about uh, former slaves that lived in Confederate states that migrated out of those places to Chicago, New York, L.A., you know, all those different places, the great migration and the, we, we call it code switching, but people that, that were in my grandfather's era, my grandfather was born in the thirties. Mm-hmm. You still had to like walk off the sidewalk. If there exactly. were a white yeah. man was on the sidewalk Yeah, and you better not step on his shadow either. What? Talk about disagreeing with the white man about your change at a store or, you know, you, you, I asked for, I didn't get fries with this. Like that could get you murdered. Yeah. Like drugged through town by your feet and murdered, yeah. and that's what they were escaping from from the South, right? So they had, like, so there is the the book is so deep. There's so much stuff in there about like the experience that these people had when they like how treacherous it was to get from you know deep Alabama all the way out to L.A. Yeah. You know, you had sharecroppers and everything back then. But think about how important that is to be who you are now, though, bro. You say back then you couldn't even debate a motherfucker about your change and them wrong with no. you. So it's important not to fucking code switch for the niggas who couldn't be who they was and say what they needed to say, bro. It's important to own shit and gain power. It is, but to to who? For your kids. For your future generations. I think, Because yeah. I think, because look, because our grandparents code switched and their grandparents code switched and they survived. They and they, survive, and they yeah. push the, the, the legacy forward. They push their kids forward. They made sure. They, like my family. I guess with you saying that, it may, I guess the bite I have with it is like, if we're doing that to leave something for our kids, niggas going to always be being somebody else to get something from them. No, they're going to get more and more. They're going to continue to get more and more. They it took get, a, it took us doing that for a long time. It though, took bro. 400 years for. I don't for, know. That's the game I want to play. It, we don't have a choice. We do. I, I'm not playing it. I have not played it. No, I'm not as far as I want to be, but it has. It literally has nothing to do with what I do at work or how I act. If you had to make a dumb person feel smart, that was your boss. Yeah. And that's what it cost you. Yeah. To excel and to, to get further and all that kind of stuff, would you do it? I mean, I do that already. I mean, it's unfortunate, but yeah, but I don't play it. Like what I'm saying is like, I, when I say that, like, what I won't guess, you do? I, just, I guess what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to, what I just, when I do? think code switching and changing, like I'm not fenced to like brown nose, kiss ass, do extra shit to prove to them. I see too many black people doing shit to prove. I ain't proving nothing to nobody. So if it costs it, me a hundred grand or $2 million or $3 million in a lifetime, Fuck it. So be it. So is it the shit that you that you would have to do or is it, is it the reason that you'd have to do it? You don't want to do it to prove anything. I just don't want to feel like I got to be somebody else to get further along. Because when I see that, when for me, when I think that, I think I have to play this game for white men to get to this spot. And I know somebody, everybody will say, well, you're playing. Everybody has to play a game. Do you? Because I, I don't feel like I've played that game. So for me, it's hard to have that conversation. You can, have when you can choose not to play. Huh? You can choose not to play. Yeah, that's but what I'm the saying. Game, the game continues. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I'm cool with stepping out that shit. And if I lose money over it, money, it don't, that kind of shit, it don't so mean. So brown nose, and you don't have to, I don't think you have to brown nose. I don't think brown nosing works for black people. Oh, shit, in, uh, I've seen in it corporate work, America. but it also keeps you there in a, in a different way. They're yeah. going to know you as a brown nose. Try and step out of pocket of being more than that, then they're going to get rid of you. I have not seen a black dude in corporate America brown nose his way to the top. He would never. 
It wouldn't. I've seen white dudes do it. Uh, yes. They're not good at nothing but making them laugh. They can make their boss laugh. But they would rather have a white man that they can control than a black man that is an unknown. You see what I'm saying? Unless you make them feel comfortable. See how we went full but, circle? Yeah, but see, the thing about it is you got to be at the very top of the top, though. You got to be top of the top because even if you get to CEO or VP, whatever so this the case is, may be. This is the argument of why there's not more uh, black owners in the NFL, NBA, not more uh, black head coaches in the NFL is because the head coach position is pretty much handpicked by the owner. Mm-hmm. Right. And it has to be because there's there's so many talented coaches out there. There's yeah. plenty of people that can coach. But that's a political position in the fact that this is going to be your representative uh, of the team, kind of the face who's going to be your talking head. Like, this has to be a guy that wholeheartedly represents the organization. Yeah. And they already know. Yeah. Like, say, a, a, a white German Catholic, you know, Protestant Ray grew up in yeah. this part of the country, so on and so forth. Like, a, another white man will already recognize yeah. a lot of that guy's personality. Y'all yeah. got the same kind of aunties. Mm-hmm. Y'all got the same kind of grandmamas. You know, I already, I'm more comfortable with you. Yeah. Now, I got this this black dude, like, the I'm, I'm just picking a random black dude that mm-hmm. is on my mind. The head coach from the Celtics, he's like, he's... I think he's got an African you're about, last you're name. About, oh, you're talking about uh, Ime Adoka. Yeah. Yeah. Ime Adoka. Yeah. <laughs> Ime Adoka walks into an NFL owner's office and he's, he can't even say his damn name. Yeah. He don't know none of his aunties. And he got, and a lot of these I don't niggas come over here and change their names to Roger. I don't know what kind of food you eat. I don't know what kind of people you are. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know you. So they're not comfortable yeah. with us. And that, and that, posi- that position, the head coaching job, you got to make them comfortable. And that, and that, and I mean, when you talk about code switching, I'm talking about, okay, I know you don't know my auntie. Yeah. I know you don't talk like we talk, yeah. but I can speak your language. Yeah. So I'm going to speak it to you to make you comfortable so, I, so you can give me what I want, goddammit. Yeah. But I'm going to say this. I think the reason, man, you're only disagreeing on this point is because our dreams are different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our dreams, if like if we were to have kids, our dreams for our kids are different. Like for me, I've never aspired to be a millionaire or a billionaire or own all of this shit. Like I've only aspired to be, a, I love to be a creative and I've always wanted to create at the highest level. And yeah. people like me, and like when I heard people like Puff Daddy talk, like you'll have Puff Daddy, he'll be sitting down with white dudes doing business, but he'll also be on shows saying, fuck the white man, blah, 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 blah. Cause he's speaking to a particular type of white man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like niggas like Jay-Z, niggas like them, like Jay-Z said, in any room I walk in, I am who I am. I think it's important. I'm too tall to I, act small. You, that's what I, and and not being funny, Artesia can attest to this, bro. Like the niggas I like, Kanye, uh, like Wayne, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, all the niggas I love, they're not perfect, nigga, but they march to the beat of their own drum. So I I didn't aspire to be a millionaire. Or no, I'm not, no, I'm not like saying. That. I'm just saying. So I'm, yeah. I'm just you know going back a little bit. <clears throat> um, shout out to my cousin um, Ariel. She is a uh, licensed therapist. Uh, she was she's having a uh, like a panel right now about the four agreements that book the four agreements yeah. and the fourth agreement was like uh, today's conversation but it's always do your best yeah so I didn't I don't I'm not striving to be a billionaire or anything like that. I didn't yeah. try to be a millionaire um, but I always just try to do the best do with best. what I have yeah. so that means keep people in my circle that are doing things that are interesting to me and, yeah. and try to do it as good as I can I yeah. compete with everybody yeah nigga I'm the same even and when it, people don't know it it's just yeah. it's a motivation for yourself it'll be a dude in the gym who don't even know that we in a competition <laughs> and I'm gonna do more reps I'm not getting off the bench until you get off get the off bench. the bench yeah yeah but I agree Sissy. with you <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with the keeping people around because that's what it is with me and you you know I tell you all the time like when I've come around with you and I've seen where you live and I've seen what you've done with your life, I tell you all the time, I'm like, bro, I'm proud of you. 
I, I love to see what you're doing. Even shout out to Zay, man. It's been a minute. But like even with Zay when we was all in Denver. Shout out. And it's just like, bro, like I want to do the same thing. The only thing I say is I think when I think about you or when I look at you, I hold you to a standard of you can create whatever you want to create without needing it from anybody. Now, I know it's a process to get into that. You point. can, too. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like that when you ask that question, I know why you're asking it. Mm-hmm. I just always try to have that opposed opinion. So other people who may feel like I feel can have a voice to why we feel this way. Because some people be like, oh, nigga, everybody got to play the game. And you you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you go to it's a podcast on NBR called Code Switching mm-hmm. and they talk about how you know, black people a lot, they switch to be or grow or do. And too oftentimes they lose themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like not being funny with you having your hair this way. You said you feel more like yourself. I do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's who you're supposed to be. I We're got, coming I got out of conformed generation, bro. Yeah. And I, and I did it accidentally, but purposefully at the same time, like I was in the military for a long time. So I didn't have a choice with yeah. how I dressed yeah, or how my face was shaved and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't get to make the choice until I was well into adulthood. Yeah. And then when I did make the choice to just grow my hair and I don't give a fuck what y'all think no yeah. more, I was already in, a, I already knew enough. Like I was already an expert yeah. in my field. So like they, it, it didn't matter what I looked, looked like at that like, point. Yeah. Cause I was, I was, and then I got into the organization and made myself irreplaceable. Yeah. Uh, so you was talking earlier about like, I'm not doing no extra shit, do the extra shit. And yeah. here's why. You take up little tasks. Are you talking about work? Yeah, work. Oh, believe me, I'm doing, I'm, that's why I like, I'm not a trainer, but I'm training a person. I, I do, I'm just now within the last year, getting to the point of understanding the purpose of those things. Mm-hmm. It's easier to get somebody to look at some shit when you ask for it if you do those things. Yeah. So I do know that. And I, yeah. I'm, that's dickish if I was like, no, nigga, I'm just going to, no. Uh, no. No, no. Be- I'm literally training a whole girl right now that I ain't even a trainer and I'm not getting extra money for apologize to me about that type of yeah. shit, man. Like, I look, we two dudes having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to cut each other off. We're going to go back and forth. That's how shit going to go. I just like that we don't agree on everything, but we can still come full circle. It's hard to, it's too many conversations, like you say, that are had and people just be like, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, no, nigga, I don't agree with that. I don't agree. No, I don't. I want a dog first. So if you're at work, you say, uh, well, I'm going to I'm going to push back on that a little bit. <laughs> you do. Have, th- so. So with a recent situation at work where I had to let somebody go. I had to find a way to say it. Hard knocks. They were shitty. And I wanted to just be like, yo, motherfucker, you ain't done nothing. You ain't footed the bill. Hey. And out but like you said got a 53 you, man you have roster. to come in and be like yo you know um like have, you said have you seen hard knocks no, yeah the, I the HBO not, this la- not this last well one. any of the yeah, seasons yeah, when, yeah, they, yeah, when yeah. they bring them into the office and, they, and they know they're getting cut that's how you got to fire people and bro. that's what i'm saying you give them a positive sandwich up front <laughs> then you hit them with a little bit of you know let them know what they could have worked on and see you later yeah thanks for the opportunity thanks for your time and that's how and like i said that's how i've done bro and it's been times where I go in, like I say, I'm learning when a manager is doing some shit stupid and I got to come in and correct him. It's like, oh, no, you didn't fuck up. It was just an oversight and I understand right. it. It happens. Yeah. It, happens sometimes. it happens sometimes. But you know what? It's so hard to tell a white man. It They're going to say, you they know fuck what? up all the time. They're going to say, man, this guy's so helpful. Yeah, like, he's every great. Every time I have something go wrong, he just But if in. I make him feel small, boy, get this nigga out of here. Nigga. Who does, the fuck does he seem nigga? like he has an attitude? Yeah, you, right. <laughs> just seems aggressive. Right. I hate it, though. It's a hard line to walk, bro, but. I'm learning to even change the pitch of my voice, even when I'm talking to my friends, yeah. even especially when I'm talking to a woman and I'm dating. Your pitch is everything. Yeah, your tone is that. So that, I think that's a line that I dance on right there. Uh, being honest and not being hurtful. We got, we got five more minutes, I think. Go ahead. I'm listening. I just, yeah, being honest and not being hurtful, right? 
Because you want to be truthful, but yes. you want to put a little sugar on it so it don't, it don't hurt too much, right? But if I, if I put too much sugar on it, it's not going to land the same it's way not I gonna need land. it to land. It got to sting a little so bit. So sometimes it's okay, but sometimes you're going to hurt her feelings. Yeah. And I, I had to get comfortable okay. with that. You need, nigga, we get, I, you know how many times I've got my feelings hurt in a relationship with a woman and I just don't say shit? Niggas don't say Suck shit. Suck it up, buttercup. But niggas don't say shit sometimes because when it hurt our feelings, we be like, damn, my feelings hurt. I'm surprised. I've that been I have feelings? That I have feelings. <laughs> like, when, when your feelings hurt, he be like, the fuck is this bitch? This bitch actually hurt my motherfucking feelings. Damn, stomach hurt for Yeah, some like, what the, what is happening right now? But it, but that's why I said as I get older, I learn to accept where I am because it just helps you deal with all of that shit when it actually comes up and you have to deal with those emotions, bro. Yeah. So, but man, we're going to get ready to get up out of here. Spider, again, I appreciate you, man, for being out here. OT. I appreciate you. For sure, brother. For those who listen to this, uh, it will be after the event. But again, thank you for those who listen to the podcast, who are coming from out of town to the event, those who are in town and are coming out. Thank you for purchasing the ticket. Thank you for not complaining about the price of the ticket, but just getting the shit done. I want to go out to Jimmy. Is it Jimmy Crooks or Jimmy Cooks? That only song on Drake album that I'm bumping right now. You bumping Drake? The new Drake? I'm only bumping Jimmy Cooks. This one. This it right here. This is the only one I'm bumping, bro. Y'all be blessed, man. We'll see y'all on the next one. Be blessed. Season Peace. seven, season 16, final season, coming soon. Overton's window, coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Life. Life is the only thing we need. They need me to go, but I don't want to leave. Rest in peace, little kid. Fuck a pigeonhole. I'm a night out. It's a different mode. I'ma have to make a pain of six on a pinky toe. Heard you with a shooting guard. Just let a nigga know. I would have your court side, not the middle row. All good love in a minute though. I can't stress about no bitch cause I'm a timid soul. Plus I'm cooking up ambition on the kitchen stove. Pot start to bubble, see the suds, that shit good to go. Whole sound suave, but I can't get me cold. Bro, think he John Wayne. I bought them yellow stones, love the way they hang, babe. For the silicone, everybody fake now. You could crack the code, bust down everything. Set in rose gold, dread talking to you niggas. Like I'm J. Cole, I could tell her head good before I even know. Bitch, don't tell me that you model if you ain't been involved.